welcome back to the Queen's Court, uh, an episode by the Queen of Calm podcast released monthly, where I chat with two fabulous calm girls about their advice about college life in general, PR, advertising, anything in that genre. So today I'm joined by two more fabulous calm girls. And why don't we start with having them introduce themselves? So who would like to go first? I can start. Okay. Uh, so I'm Abby Hackbar. Uh, I graduated in 2021 from Maris with a degree in communications with a concentration in PR uh, and go Red Foxes. <laughs> um, and I'm Paige Lockman. I also graduated from Maris in 2021 with my degree in PR and advertising. I'm also going for my master's right now in Maris's uh, five-year program, the Integrate Marketing Communications program. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Well, welcome ladies to the podcast. And so why don't we get started with how have you guys been? How's everything since graduating? I know postgraduate life, as I've been experiencing it, and I'm sure you guys too, has been really crazy to see everyone going back to school and, you know, seeing everyone on LinkedIn becoming, you know, adults and everything. So what has that been like for you guys? Um, For me, I didn't realize how much I would miss college. <laughs> like, I want to go back and have like all my books ready and be decorating my room. But um so far I mean it's different but it's so much fun to see like where everyone's going where they're moving to and everything so it's like fun but also sad at the same time yeah I would definitely say it's been like really crazy to see everyone going back and starting classes this week and all of the fun things that that people have been doing um staying busy over the summer with like internships and things like that um and just thinking about how like we're not students anymore. That's it's a little bit crazy, but but we're always red foxes, so it's all good. <laughs> yes, and um, so how has it been like for you guys, kind of juggling that feeling that everyone's been having in our class of you know our company's going back to the office, you know what's going on in our industry because it's been super crazy, and you know the job search just from me looking has been crazy, and you know a lot of things are in these big cities, and it's hard to kind of balance that. Are they going back to the office? A lot of jobs say like you know, this job is remote as of September 15th, and then you must be in New York City. So what has that been like for you guys? Because I know you guys both have jobs and everything. So what has that been like as you've started your career? Yeah, so I am a, um, I work at a ad agency, but I'm contracted out to Comcast. So I live right outside of Philly. And we've been juggling going back and forth. Are we going in? What's happening? Because Philadelphia just got really bad again with COVID. So our plan is right now for senior leadership to start going in October, and then hopefully we'll all start filing in in January, but um, it's optional, so we can all stay home for right now, so that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, and I would say for me, although I'm not, um, I don't have like a career like in our field just yet, it has been interesting looking at like LinkedIn and all of like the different job search sites, like kind of looking at okay, a lot of places aren't sure what they're doing yet. Um, and kind of looking at it as like a personal choice for me too. Like, how do I want to filter in whether I want to be in an office, whether I want to work from home or some sort of like a hybrid format. Um, it's been really interesting to see how different companies are handling numbers rising again. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, it's just difficult to think because a lot of companies did take that leap and go fully back into the mm -hmm. office. But now we're seeing with like the Delta variant and everything, you know, maybe that wasn't the best idea. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch as we, you know, get into the nitty gritty of our careers of, you know, what we're going to be doing, because it's so different than it was for, you know, seniors in 2019 before the pandemic and everything. So 
that is going to be an interesting yeah. thing to look out for. <laughs> yeah, especially since think about we've been home for what over a year now. So like, just even going back into a classroom, I remember when we were starting to a little bit our last year, it was so weird. So, so weird. <laughs> Definitely. And, and something too, that I was just thinking of, because um, I'm going to be speaking on a panel about like Gen Z and the job search and everything. And I was just thinking about how, you know, I think some of these, you know, PR firms and everything, they think of like normal is what it was before the pandemic, but we had such a just like Paige, just like you were just saying about, you know, how we were going with online classes and everything. We've had two like crazy years in college and then it's definitely not going to be the same that it was before when we go into the office and kind of juggle that of like, what's this new normal with, you know, having this virtual experience and all these things that emerged in our industry, like social media trends and everything. I think it's going to be really hard to kind of find that new normal in the workplace. Definitely. So moving on to the subject we're here to talk about today. So I want to do this episode about back to school because, you know, a lot of younger college students listen to this podcast. I know you both have some great advice to share. And um, so I want to start by how did you both pick your major of communications when you first got into college? Um, So as a freshman, I really wasn't sure like what I wanted to do. Um, And I actually didn't start off at Marist. I started off at a different school. So I was undecided for a year. Um, And then when I transferred to Marist, I knew that our communications program was really, really strong and um, that communications was so applicable to so many different things. Um, So like not having any idea what exactly I wanted to do, it gave me a lot of options after graduation for kind of testing the waters. So I think that's why I chose communications as my major. Yeah, so I knew I was not good at math and science. So (laughs) I knew I would have to stay away from business. And it was kind of for me. So before in high school, I actually volunteered and worked at the Philadelphia Zoo. And what I really liked was being able to tell a story, even if it was just about an animal. I love just to tell a story. And I think with communications and in PR and advertising, every brand has like a story or like something that the brand is passionate about. So I was, I was literally getting to a point where I was looking online and being like, what major would fit that? And I came across communications and I was like, I love this. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad how you both brought up how, you know, it can be applied to so many different industries. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of people don't really think of that when they think of communications, when they're looking in like, you know, class catalogs or anything, but it's really what you make it because every industry needs, you know, a communications person, whether it's advertising, marketing, or PR. Um, and so something I wanted to bring up too, and it's something I saw on TikTok, actually, I don't know if you guys follow her, her name's Katie Feeney. She mm-hmm. like, I think she started on TikTok, like unboxing like those mini brands things, and like she chronicled okay. her life, like in high school and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think she has like 7 million followers and she just started at Penn State this year and she was making this TikTok about like me talking to my roommate who's like a science major and I'm a communications major and I was like she like with seven million this is just my opinion but with seven million followers I was like she shouldn't be telling people like communications isn't hard because you know if you work at it and you do internships like obviously our curriculum is very different from science but we do have that space for internships so what do you guys like what's your opinion on people putting that out about communications do you think that it's like funny or do you think that it should be taken more serious Um, personally, so I think that every student has like their own strengths and their own weaknesses. And 
I know that we all do a lot of group projects. We do a lot of writing and everything. So it, what's really nice about being a comm major is that usually our work is always split up. But I remember like there would be nights when I would be working on like a deck for a, a class or something and we're up to like 12 or one in the morning. And it's not just one class that's like that. There's two other classes like that. So it's like, once you get down to like, the nitty gritty of our classes, it does get hard, <laughs> which a lot of people don't see. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I think, you know, although our curriculum is very different from like mathematics and science and engineering and things like that, um, we still do research too. Like we have research projects where we have to use different softwares and things like that. There's all of like the media classes that we have too, where you use different softwares that maybe people aren't familiar with and to learn skill. Like there are different challenges to each major, to each class that you might take. Um, so like putting us in like a box, like, oh, come, come is so easy. That's the easy way out. I definitely think that that's, should be, should be different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And I think that's like, my first piece of advice that I wanted to get was that like, no matter what major you do in college, you know, it really doesn't matter. Everyone's, you know, having a hard time being away from home, you know, balancing college life and your personal life and everything going on. So I think that, you know, those jokes shouldn't be made by influencers, <laughs> but um, so kind of moving on to kind of like the college life. So what was it like for you guys kind of making that transition from high school to college? And what are your tips for like how to manage that? Um. I mean, it was definitely difficult. Uh, there was like a transition phase that I think everyone goes through and some people struggle with it more than others. Um, but I think everyone has, you know, like an adjustment period where you're going from potentially, in my case, being with the same people for however many years from kindergarten to, to senior year to now being in a completely new set of people. Um, so there's definitely that, adjustment period and um, sort of figuring out who you want to be in this like next next chapter of your life because it's really is an opportunity to kind of take take who you are in a new direction if that's what you want to do or you know stay true to yourself whatever it is that you feel is appropriate for you um, there, there's room to grow and there's room to figure out who you want to be moving forward yeah I totally agree with that too and I also think during that time you're also, especially for comm majors, like I remember I, I walked in and I was like, oh, like I'm a pretty good writer and everything. <laughs> and then my teachers being like this, we need to work on your writing. So I think not only that, you're kind of relearning how to do certain things that you think you really know, but everything is applied at such a higher pace now. You kind of have to relearn or readjust to the things that you thought you knew or what you can get better at. And that's why like the professors are there to kind of help and guide you along the way. And then there's also like your friends who are in your classes too, who are also, and you don't think they are, but everyone's very <laughs> nervous. They don't really know what's going on. So it's not like you're the only one of the bunch. And I think that's what a lot of people don't look at first it's kind of like you think you're the only one but then I remember like talking to my best friend who was also taking a class and she was like what is going on and <laughs> just kind of have to like help each other through it in a way yeah definitely and I feel like 
um, for for those listening who don't go to Marist, we have this class from our freshman called Writing for College. And I remember going in that class and, you know, you're used to the people who you went to school with, you know, years before. And now you get there and everyone has such different writing styles and everyone learns so different and from different parts of, you know, the world even or the, even just the U.S. And it's just so like different to be in a class with all these different people who had never, you know, kind of been in that mix before. But yeah, it's definitely a, a, a big transition in, in everyone's life. But <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and something too is that like, you know, your friends aren't going to come right at the beginning of college. Like a lot of people think they're going to come in like having a big group of friends, like, you know, like the first week, everyone's always hanging out with everybody and thinking that's going to be like their group for their whole time. So, you know, do you guys have any advice for freshmen right now who have just moved in and they're like looking to make friends on campus? Um, yeah, um, first of all, it's okay. Like if you have your roommate and everything, like don't be afraid to branch off. I think that's what people get really nervous about is like you can have your roommate and then be like, let's go do something else or something like try something crazy. And you're going to find people like in your classroom and everything that you're going to have like the same likes up and you may not know. So don't be afraid to branch out and talk to people because everyone is shaking in their boots. They're all scared and nervous. Yeah. To echo off of that, I think what Paige said about everyone being nervous, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's mm -hmm. trying to make friends that first week. Um, I mean, even the first year, like you said, you might think that you found like your friends that you're going to be with for the rest of your time in school, but there's always opportunities to meet new people, whether that's in, again, like your classes, or if you take classes outside of your major, things like that, but also in extracurricular activities. So doing things that you enjoy, um, finding clubs or making clubs, if your school doesn't have something that you're interested in, finding like-minded people, like through doing activities and things like that, I think is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. And I think I couldn't imagine how people like kind of found other people that went to their college before social media, because, you know, there's so many of those pages now, like I've seen like the class 2025, they have like all their pictures on there, like, hi, I'm from Florida, like, I like playing tennis and all that. And I just, I just think that's such a great way for people to connect. And I remember like, I had like 200 people follow me on Instagram, just mm -hmm. from, like, people like you're going to Maris, like I'll follow you and everything. I remember like my first week. So I lived in Sheehan at Marist and I remember my mom gave me Rice Krispie treats and <laughs> I went up and down the hall, knocking on people's doors, being like, hi, I'm Paige. Do you want a Rice Krispie treat? And I actually stopped before who is now like my best friend. Like I didn't, she was the only one I didn't make it to <laughs> still feel bad about that. But that like, just, it's hard because like you're in such a new setting, but you almost have to just like figure out like, what's a different way like to meet people, even if it is just your mom giving you Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely branching out of your comfort zone too. Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of easy that first week to sort of like draw into yourself when you don't, if you don't like immediately find the people that you think you're clicking with, I think it's really easy to sort of withdraw, but just like keep pushing forward and keep trying to branch out and meet those new people. Yeah. And Abby, you brought up a good point with the clubs too. I mean, like all the clubs that I joined freshman year, I think I was in until senior year and like Paige, I saw you every single Wednesday yep. at 9.15 for PRSA <laughs> and that didn't stop like until senior year. So I think just finding people who, you know, enjoy the same things as you is really important too. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so <laughs> another topic that I want to talk about is internships, because I feel like a lot of freshmen who start college, they hear about, you know, people on LinkedIn saying, I'm so pleased to announce that I'm going to be doing this internship or that internship. And they're so worried about, you know, how to find them and everything. So what were, you know, your experiences like with internships and what advice do you have for people who, you know, are kind of worried about that upcoming chapter later on in their college career? Yeah. So I think for me, um, I interned at Marist. So that was something that initially I was like, oh man, like I, I'm just interning at the school that I'm going to, like, I feel like that doesn't really stand out on like a resume or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think that you can take valuable experiences from any internship that you do. Like there's no, there's no right way to do an internship. It's whatever you make of it. So sometimes small internships offer huge, like, uh, you know, responsibilities and room for growth and things like that. So I think a piece of advice I would have is like, don't count anything out, apply to all the internships that you think you might be interested in and just see what your options are from there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it ever matters what the internship is. If you're able to go into an interview and be able to talk about it and have a portfolio coming out of it, that is the most important thing. Like I interned my sophomore year at this um, medium-sized PR agency. And then when COVID hit, I was like, everything was getting canceled near me, all the internships. And I was like, oh my God, how could I find one? And I actually ended up going back to that agency, my junior, junior going to senior year. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like my resume looks so repetitive, but I came out with so much work from there that it didn't matter. So when I walked in, I think it was for the job I have now, (laughs) I was able to talk about what I did and how this work has helped me in my other classes and everything. So it's the portfolio and the work that you have for communication students. That's what matters. Definitely. There's there's so many opportunities on campuses that are so hidden, like us working with North Road Mm -hmm. Communications and for listeners, that's Marist College, a student-run integrated marketing communications firm. And you know, we're working with real life clients and getting those real, you know, work samples that we could share with, with uh, employers and really share a lot of stories and interviews. And I think it's all about having that elevator pitch down, you know, when they say, can run, run me through your resume and you, you know, are able to go through every, every internship or every experience you've had. I think that's one of the most important skills that you need to learn, especially in our industry, as you look for jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And, um, you know, another thing is taking advantage of those campus resources. You know, we had a great, you know, internship office that looked through resumes and everything. And I know a lot of freshmen sometimes are timid or even sophomores and even juniors and seniors are timid to go and ask for help. But, um, you know, those resources are really great on every campus to take advantage of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're really just looking out for your best interests. They want to help you succeed in whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's an internship or a job. They're wanting to help you achieve those things that you want to do. So definitely don't be scared to use those resources. And we have a special request. I put, I put on LinkedIn, like, Hey, class 2025. Like if you have any subjects you want us to cover. And we actually got a request from a person in our class that wanted us to talk about specifically for Mara students, places in the Hudson Valley that freshmen need to visit before they graduate. So what are some of your favorite places in the Hudson Valley? 
Oh God, that's such a good question. I didn't realize how much I would miss the Hudson Valley <laughs> until I was stuck at home and I can only see the three trees in my backyard and not the <laughs> river. But there's so many good, and I didn't realize this until I got a car on campus. There is so many good little restaurants around. Like even like if you go out into Poughkeepsie, like there's great restaurants like Shotzi's and Zeus and um oh god el guacamole el guac like i always love going to the little restaurants that are around because they're so good <laughs> yeah so i mean i live in the hudson valley that is like my stomping grounds i've lived here my whole <laughs> life um bonsai sushi if you're into sushi that mm -hmm. is the place to go it's like a little hole in the wall they have you know multiple locations but the original one is hands down the best <laughs> Um, you know, I saw that that person had also commented about like hiking spots and things like that over in the beacon area. I don't think you can go wrong with like restaurants, hiking, just general shopping wants and needs over there. Um, beacon is, it's a great day trip. Um, Rhinebeck too, um, headed in the other direction. So restaurants <laughs> and shopping and all those different types of things, um, just checking out the small towns and just making a day trip out of it. Um, maybe going to multiple restaurants if that's what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> There's also glazed over donuts and beacon. If you yeah. wanted to know, I'm a real foodie, so. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many great places around Maris. I think we're so spoiled because we're not only close to the city, mm -hmm. but also because of, you know, all the great things that are so close to us, even if you have a car or not. Like, and one of my biggest, one of my favorite things to do off campus was the Lola sandwich, the Red Fox wrap. I know that's pretty basic, but that and the peanut noodles. Oh my God, I miss them so much. Like <laughs> I would make a trip up there just for that meal because I love Lola <laughs> so much. I was always so much fun to, you know, get like a salad from there or something, head to the river. Miss that. <laughs> yeah. And kind of going off like favorite Hudson Valley spots, what were your favorite spots on campus? Well, Lowell Thomas, of course. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course Lowell we have Thomas. to pay homage to the homeland. <laughs> yes. I, I really miss that building. I also miss um, the Starbucks in Hancock. That was my favorite place to get like a good drink or honestly the library that was so pretty like if you're there during sunset though that that's prime <laughs> yeah also the riverfront park too I spend a lot of time down there even still now that I'm not a student I'll literally drive all the way to Maris just to like sit there watch the sunset maybe have a meal it's just so beautiful down there yeah it's nice to have a place to like relax on campus and like kind of decompress from the day and the river is a perfect mm -hmm. spot for that and also like another tip from all this is like it's always great to find your place to study on campus because there's so many places where you can you know sit and study but I think having that routine is really important too of like where you're gonna go like oh I'll meet you know your friends at this this building at this day or down by the river so um, definitely Maris has a lot of great places for mm -hmm. that um, but Abby, can you talk a little bit about your transfer story and kind of how you adjusted to Marist once you got to Marist? Yeah, so I transferred um, for my sophomore year. So I went away um, for my entire freshman year, um, really just wasn't happy with the school that I went to and decided to go to Marist um, a little bit closer to home. And I knew that they, you know, were 
was a great school. Um, I just, when I was a freshman, I was like, oh, I want to want to get away from home. <laughs> on my way back. Uh, and so I was a transfer and a commuter, which was sort of like a unique situation. So um, already feeling like maybe a little bit removed from the rest of like the class um, who had all started together. Um, and then also having that kind of like added barrier a little bit um, as a commuter student, it really forced me to like, again, be out of my comfort zone um, and be the person like reaching out to other people, other transfer students that I had gone through orientation with and things like that um, to like make those connections on campus. So that way I felt more at home there than I did at like my previous school. Um, again, it just like with freshmen who are going away to a new school for the first time, going to Marist was, there was a transition period for sure. Um, but I felt like the transition into my sophomore year was a lot smoother um, than the first year. Um, just making friends and finding clubs and activities that I was actually interested in um, was, was a lot better at Marist than at my previous institution. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a transition period. And that sounds like, you know, great that you found your fit, you know, so close to home. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they pick their college, sometimes they don't know, you know, what they want to expect from their college experience. So it's great that, you know, you're able to, there's that transfer option for a lot of people who, you know, want to find their place. And that's great that you found Marist as like a great way to finish out your college years. And it's, it's really funny how, you know, you transferred as a sophomore, but I don't think we met until this past year, you know, and that's so crazy that there's so many people mm -hmm. on campus that like are in your major and everything and you don't meet until like later on in your experience. Yeah. And I think, at first, like, even though I was super unhappy my freshman year, I was hesitant to transfer because I was like, oh man, do I really want to go through this process of being the new kid again and mm -hmm. like meeting all these new people. But I mean, I really couldn't be happier that I made the decision that was definitely right for me at that time, um, which was to transfer. Um, and I think that you might like, feel a little bit behind when you first start if transferring is what you're considering or anything like that. But again, there are other people who are also transferring who are also in the same boat as you um, and connect with those people and then continue to connect again through activities and classes and things like that. And you're gonna be just fine. Definitely. And I think Maris is such a home atmosphere too. Like everyone seems like they know everybody on campus and <laughs> you know, it's such like a welcoming environment, like always Frankie the Fox is always going around, you know, welcoming <laughs> everyone. So I think that that is, you know, great that they're always so welcoming. And I think that they handle like people making that transition, whether it's freshmen or transfers to the campus really well at Marist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so kind of moving on to like, kind of later on in the process. So what was it like for you guys to kind of go through the coronavirus whole thing going virtual and what kind of advice do you have for these freshmen who are kind of caught between virtual classes and now going in person and masks and everything how how do you think that is the best way to kind of get through that as a student yeah I think it's even harder now because the rules change daily depending on how the virus is feeling that day so I think it's good <laughs> to kind of you almost have to take it like day by day and it's an adjustment for everyone like we've all been online for over a year 
same with the teachers. Like we're all kind of like figuring it out together. So I definitely think, and I know it was great at Marist is that we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, we're all going to figure this out. Like some days we may have to be in the classroom, but I remember sometimes my, my one teacher, we had all outside classes and that was really great. Um, in December, (laughs) (laughs) we would be outside in like the freezing cold or it would be like rainy and everything, but it's almost like if you're looking for that experience to finally get back into the classroom, you kind of just almost have to be patient and just watch what's happening too. So being patient, I think is really a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, and to add on to what Paige was saying about it being like a learning experience and we're all learning as we go. Um, I think kind of like this hybrid format too, um, helped me develop different areas of myself. So like working remotely, working at home, sort of forced time management on me, um, which is not something that maybe I would have gotten the opportunity to work on um, during college um, without the pandemic, not saying it was a good thing, obviously, but um, different skills can be developed in both the, you know, in-person and at-home components. Um, And I think it's really important that you look at the skills that you gained from the whole thing, um, as opposed to looking at what was lost from being at home. And I think that some, you know, classes we found out ran more efficiently being hybrid or mostly online. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like our crisis communications class, I think that ran really well, kind of hybrid going mm-hmm. in both days. And even like the, the campaign management class that we took, you know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of work kind of behind the scenes and working in groups. It was kind of like a waste for us to go, you know, all in person, you know, both both times in the week. So I think that a lot of colleges now are going to have to figure out that balance of what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I remember when people just started using Zoom and I used it in an internship and I was like, I can't wait to be done with that. But then it came back into our lives. And I think that's like a really great tool for college students to use, like when they're working in group projects, like before this whole thing happened, I don't think anyone ever mentioned like Skype or Zoom for a a meeting of a group project like that's so crazy that we never thought to use that <laughs> we went yeah. out in the cold of the winter to meet in the light <laughs> yeah I don't even think I knew what zoom was or like that there were so many different applications like my work like we are solely on teams and since like I'm still onboarding getting to know everyone I don't know what we would do without teams if we were just all at home like if this happened like before us and there's no internet and Zoom, like, I, I don't know how the world would process all this. Like, it's, it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I say this, like, so many times in these podcast episodes, but, like, what happened to Skype? Like, why didn't they have, like, this whole comeback campaign? Like, <laughs> they just let <laughs> Zoom take the crown right out from under them. Like, I need to know what happened to Skype with all this. They dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and I think that we're going to be seeing like more and more companies be using like Zoom and Teams and, um, you know, it's just crazy that we never thought to use these, these tools in our work life and, you know, and speaking of clubs, I think that it was kind of like a blessing and a curse though, because like sometimes it was nice to <laughs> attend a club on Zoom just so you could like be there but not actually have to leave your dorm but mm-hmm. I think a lot of the connection factors at these, um, 
these clubs and kind of making friends and everything. But that was kind of a little perk during the, the cold months, not, not having to go to clubs late at night. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I remember like freshman year, like going to a club at 9, 15 PM, like shivering and like so many layers of like mittens and everything. And I'm like, I'm doing this like <laughs> to connect with people, whatever, but it, it's <laughs> such a, a crazy thing that we even had clubs at 9, 15 PM at mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Like yeah. whoever came, who came up with that? <laughs> I don't know, but let me tell you as a commuter, that is like not functional at all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. Oh my God. That's just crazy to think about because like now I'm in bed by like nine. I know. Oh my <laughs> when God. I'm in, when I'm in bed by nine, I'm not moving. <laughs> I know it's, it's so funny how life changes like after college, because like when we were when we were like last year I'd be up until like 1 30 a.m like just on my phone whatever but now like once it hits like 11 or 12 or I've been like so tired like I have to go to sleep and like my lifestyle is so different like I eat <laughs> at a different time like all these different things it's crazy how life changes yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> so I have a question that I ask in all of my Queen's Court episodes and it's not my final question but um what's something that you wish you could tell your freshman yourselves now knowing what you know from college oh I have mine <laughs> okay scheduling classes is not the end of the world you <laughs> will graduate in four years even if it takes three days to take your classes to find the right classes you need to fit your schedule if you want to you can do a four-year plan but if you don't it's okay you will graduate you can do everything you want you just have to be patient <laughs> yeah I I totally agree with that and and that's a good topic to bring up too before we get to Abby's um advice to herself because I remember I thought that was like the biggest thing in the world and I I think I only cried on campus like a select few times but <laughs> the the biggest time I cried like in public was when I was it was like a battle to get classes the second the first semester sophomore year And I had gotten a class that I needed, but then one that I really wanted, like a better time because I didn't want the 8 a.m. I switched into it and it locked me out and I lost the fifth class. And then there were no more sections available. The registrar wouldn't help me. Like the teacher wouldn't override. So I was like, please, like at the registrar, I'm like, please, I need your help. Like this is like the end of the world and the whole thing, but it ended up not being the end of the world. I graduated, everything's fine. Just like Paige said. So, you know, everything works out for a reason. So... (laughs) Don't panic if things go bad. And speaking of 8 a.m.s, freshmen, like ad drop friend is your ad drop week is your friend. Yeah. So don't worry about like all your classes or 8 a.m.s. Like you can fix that definitely during that week. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's an experience. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I like cried at the registrar. But here we uh, are. <laughs> it honestly gives me PTSD. My brother is a sophomore in college and he's like, okay, it's registration day. And my parents, they're like, oh my god it's registration day (laughs) it's like a whole entire freak out I truly I no words (laughs) and find some good wi-fi on the registration day because that's the worst when you get like locked out because of the wi-fi because everyone's on at the same time but yeah fun times with registration but Abby what's what's your advice to your freshman year self um I would say so I'm sure this was said to me at the time um but I just wasn't listening because I'm a little bit hard-headed <laughs> sometimes. Um, as someone who was undecided when I first started, 
I felt very like very much like I didn't have like a direction and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, whereas like all of my friends had, you know, decided what their majors were and they were already taking classes that would apply to, you know, fulfill requirements for their major. And I just didn't have that experience my freshman year, but that doesn't really matter what you do your freshman year. I mean, like, of course, try your best, do, do the best you can in your classes, but even people who have decided on what their major, you know, might be, might change it too. Like, so there's no, there's no right time. Well, I guess you have to declare a major by a certain <laughs> point, but, you know, it doesn't have to be your freshman year. Um, just take some time to figure out what you want, what your strengths, what your weaknesses are. Um, Cause I think again, college is a really important time for learning what your strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and then figure out how those might be applied to a career um, and what, what a potential major might be for you. Um, Cause as someone who was undecided and was stressing about it, you know, I chose communications and that worked out really well for me. And I didn't declare that until my sophomore year. So it, everything worked out fine. I took all the classes that I wanted to take. Um, and I, I, it worked out great. So there's, you know, no rush. Like everything happens for a reason. And like so many things will happen over those four years where you won't expect them and they'll just come out of nowhere. But, you know, you just have to embrace them and just keep going. And Overall, I think most people will have a great experience. I mean, I can't speak for everybody who knows about everyone's experiences, but I think that everyone has a great time by the end of their four years. And mm -hmm. um, it's just so important to embrace the unexpected when you're in college, because a lot can happen as we saw <laughs> second, uh, second semester junior year. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know a global pandemic was gonna hit and we still turned out fine, even though our graduation was in the pouring rain, but we made it. <laughs> we really <laughs> did. <laughs> I we jumped over those puddles. <laughs> I cannot believe we we're all wearing ponchos and had umbrellas. Usually we got to sit right next to each other through the whole thing. Oh yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I just remember just ripping off my poncho, like getting ready to go up and then being like, I I can't stay here anymore. I'm done. <laughs> God it's was cold. on my side that day because I had like sent everything home, like packed it up, except for like a graduation dress and heels I'm like maybe I should keep like a sweatshirt and some pants and sneakers and thank god I did because I would have been wearing like sandal heels in the pouring rain if I hadn't kept that <laughs> oh my god that was so smart yeah that was that was crazy but ladies we finished and now we're on to <laughs> postgraduate life you know young professional which I think that's going to be a really crazy thing to see everyone as we get older which is crazy that you know our four years went by so fast I feel like we just started Paige, I feel like we were just talking about Broadway and going on the Broadway shows like yeah. yesterday. Like babies back then. Oh, I miss that so much right now. <laughs> the days where all we had to worry about were the ticket lines at student activities, but. Yeah, <laughs> and that was intense. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah, people were like, and for listeners who don't know, we have these lines at Marist where the student activities, you can get 25, well, back in the day before everything happened, but you could get $25 like Broadway or Yankees or Rangers tickets. And it was cutthroat. People got there, they skipped class. <laughs> they were saving spots. Like they were writing down names. Like it was a crazy time, but it was in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, my final question for you gals is something that I ask to all my guests in the podcast. And it's who is your favorite girl boss? And it can be more than one person because we've had people had more than one in the past. <laughs> 
That's a good question. So personally, I watch a lot of YouTube. I don't really watch TV all that often. Um, but so I think I have two. Um, one of them would be Sierra Schultze. Um, she's a mostly like a vlogger and like a style, um, fashion, um, type of person. She does a lot of like, she's plus size. So she does a lot of, um, like trying on brands, um, and looking at, uh, how they fit like a normal body because everybody is a normal body. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is just such a radiant and positive personality, um, that she's just, it's impossible to like be upset watching her videos. Um, she just radiates happiness and positivity. And it sort of like, then makes me feel like, oh, well, I can share that with other people too. Um, and then my other one is another YouTuber, um, Lauren Giraldo. Um, she's like a founder of her own brand. She does 12, 3:30, which is like a workout routine. She's also a fashion influencer too. Um, cause as someone who doesn't have like a great fashion sense, I like watching other people who do to like get inspiration. Um, but one of the main reasons that I really like her is cause she's always willing to, um, kind of like look at her past and like, look at what she's done in the past and like build on that for her future. Um, in terms of like, you know, maybe brands that she's worked with in the past and then moving forward, um, she just like launched a new makeup line and things like that. So it's been really interesting to watch how, um, she has grown like as an influencer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard of, I've heard of Sierra. I think I, I, I don't watch her like, subs- I haven't subscribed to her, but I did watch the video where she like exposed BeautyCon, And I thought that was a really good video because that whole event seemed very superficial and she really, you know, commented on that, which I think was really important for like a YouTuber that was like, you know, is big on YouTube to, you know, comment on these events that seem like so perfect in like the media but behind the scenes, they're not treating people well. So, but I haven't heard of the other YouTubers and that's why I love this question which this is something I say every time too, but I always learn about someone new that I want to follow for when people say they're girl bosses. So I'm definitely going to go follow her after this, but Paige, who's your girl boss? Oh God, this is a hard question. Um, mine in like the communications world would have to be the CEO that I interned with at my first agency, which was Cass Bailey. She is a, she started her own firm by herself. She is a single mom and she is truly just such an amazing person. Like she is the person that she walks into the room and she just like lights it up. Um, she also started when COVID hit, she was in charge of starting this, um, like nonprofit in Philadelphia where they raised money and they would then give the money they raised to small businesses um, when small businesses weren't able to have the luxury of all the social media aspects that they were able to. And they also helped them in that realm too. But I, she even helped me like looking for jobs and everything. And she has always been like a person that if I were to be like, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. She's always there. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm going to see my mom too. <laughs> She's really, she honestly helped me through like college and everything, even just picking out where to go, what I should major in. And she's just always been a person that I can just bounce back and I can be like crazy stuff happens today. You won't believe it. She's just always there <laughs> to listen and to lend an ear. 
Yes, our moms are always the biggest girl bosses out there. And absolutely. And absolutely. Your, your your boss that your former boss sounds like such a girl boss. And women truly <laughs> run the world. Like being a single mom and running up a, oh, yeah. a firm, like that's that's so crazy. And it's it's great how women are able to balance that. And you know, we're that's the whole point of the show to talk about, you know, women in communications who are really, you know out there representing us so well and you know spread the girl power everywhere so that's why I love to ask this question as well because I love bringing up women who are really doing some great things out there but thank you both for being on the show so much I really enjoyed talking with you guys and catching up Um, and you gave some great advice for freshmen and even you know all grades of college students so thank you guys so much for being on thank you thanks for having us this was so much fun thanks for listening did you enjoy this episode Head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Want to drop us a line? Click the link in our Instagram bio to leave us a voicemail. And who knows, it might even end up on the show. See you next week for more tips and tricks of the trade.